you're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Amen. Yeah, it's communion service tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let's read from Psalm 91. I'm going to put a blessed on Sunday. Psalm 91. You know, Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. True rest is with Jesus Christ. As you fellowship with him, you learn to rest in him, because all things are been finished by him. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for that. All right, Psalm 91. One of the things, you must never let your soul be troubled. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. When you are bothered by something, ah, it, it is the only one that neither sleep nor slumber. The rest of us should go to sleep. So he doesn't sleep, he doesn't slumber, and he doesn't expect you to share his responsibility with him. God knows what to do to make your life glorious, and he has done it already. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is why we celebrate the fact that we are in Christ. You must learn to let your soul rest in him and not be troubled. Hallelujah. Because really there is nothing to worry about. When Jesus appeared to John in Revelation chapter 1, you know, John saw him shining in his full glory. Because nobody sees his full glory anyway. If you see Jesus ten times, it will appear... It will, the glory will rise ten times. Because there's no end to the vision of Jesus. Amen. Are you with me? Uh, every time you see him, a scale falls off your eyes. So next time you see more glory. Then next time you see, you see more glory. So it becomes more glorious every single time. So you can't, that's why. You've wondered why angels keep casting their crowns to the ground and they keep worshiping. They're going to do that forever. Every time they bow and lift up their head, they don't see the same person. He has changed again in glory. So it's not that they are being punished worshiping. They are worshiping because once they look up, they see him again. Oh, wow. He is good. They go down. When they look up again, they see him again because nobody has seen the end of God. Isn't that wonderful? It's a wonder to build. What can I describe this actually? Amen. If you are taken to the throne of God, God, there is a way God communicates with you. Yet you don't see him. You see lights. He is standing before you, talking to you, and you cannot describe how it looks like. Only the Almighty can do that. That's why we say that no man had seen God at any time. I mean, on the mountain, he sat there, 24 others saw him and worshipped. They even ate before him, but they didn't really see him. Those guys saw, they saw a being that sat down. And the Bible records, and that's Exodus 24, so that they saw the God of heaven and earth. And everything on it was transparent. The Bible described his throne, and the elders thought they had seen it all. They sat down, they were eating. When they left the mountain, Moses went back and said, can you show me just your backside? <laughs> so what did those guys see? Amen. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Even Moses who was with him for 40 days on the mountain was he asking to see just the back, just the back. 
just the back. Hallelujah. All right. So let's, I, let's read something tonight. So I'm saying that no matter what, the Bible says God is our refuge and our strength. We will not fear anything. Even if the mountains be carried up and is thrown into the sea, we know it's in control. When John fell down before him, he touched John and he said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. He said, fear not, I am the Alpha. That's a bogus introduction. That means, <laughs> don't be afraid. I am everything. I'm at the beginning and I'm the end. Every other thing can be in between and I'm telling you, I have it all covered. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. I will by faith and not by sight. When things go wrong, they will be all right. Why? Someone greater is watching over me. How many people know that God is watching over you? Hallelujah. I want to read something tonight. He that dwells, that's Psalm 91. How many of you know this scripture? He who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Verse 2. I will see of the Lord. He is my refuge, my fortress, and my God. In him will I trust. Verse 3. Surely. Everybody say surely. surely. It's so sure. He will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. So if, if anybody is setting up a snare before us, it's just a waste of time. Hallelujah. It will be from the cell of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Epidemic outbreak. Next verse, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wing thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Verse 5, thou shalt not be afraid of terror by night. So we won't wake up and start panicking. And now that there are terrorists in Nigeria, thou shalt not be afraid of terror by night. Or arrow flying. So there are arrows flying. Somebody gets out of the house, okay, come back in the afternoon with headache, he's just sick. Thou shalt not, he said, arrow flying by the day, attacks on every side. Nor for the pestilence, walketh in the darkness, for the destruction that wasted a new day. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, it shall not come nigh thee. Only with your eyes shall behold the reward of the wicked. And then the next one, because thou hast made the Lord, which is, uh, which is my refuge, even the most high, the habitation, no evil shall befall thee. Neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in how many of your ways? Next verse. They shall bear thee up in the earth, lest you dash thy foot against the stone. In the name of Jesus, I will never dash my foot against a stone again because angels are carrying me. Say that to yourself. That means obstacles will be avoided. You just pass over them and pass over them because somebody's carrying you. Hallelujah. Thou shalt tread upon lion and adder, upon young lion and dragon, thou shalt trample under thy feet. Because he said his love of mommy, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on night because he has known my name. Somebody shout amen. amen. But what I want to call our attention to, this is a, a chapter full of powerful promises. But it's not to everyone. 
So the introduction says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. So there is a place that is called the secret place of the Most High. And that same place is called under the shadow of the Almighty. So when you read something like this, the next question will be, so where is the secret place of the Most High? Where there is a guarantee of safety, of provision, of divine direction, of guidance. So the Bible says it's in the secret place of the Most High, and that secret place is under the shadow of the Almighty. So where is this secret place? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So that's what I want to look at briefly tonight. So where is the secret place? Everyone in the world is dying looking for this place. A place where there is absolute peace. Arrows are flying, but they cannot get to you. And the Bible talks about destructions going around. It's not in Nigeria alone. It's all over the world. Somebody steps into the supermarket to buy something, then somebody blows up the place. And then one student wakes up in America and he shoots 47 people. And these are people's children. And then one plane, one pilot misguides, and then everybody crashes. And, <laughs> amen. And as the end time is coming, the destruction will multiply. Because, according to the book of Revelation, those angels bound in the bottomless pits, by the name Apollon and Abidom, they have been released. Or they will be released in the last days. And destructions will multiply. Because one of the angels sounded in heaven. And God said, release those angels. Who are these angels? Now, this is Lucifer's full strength himself. For instance, when they were in Egypt, where we, 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 we touched on that briefly on Sunday, and they did the Passover... What God said to them, he said, I'm going to pass by Egypt in the night and there will be destruction of firstborns. Every firstborn will die. But he said, you put the door, put the blood on your door and nothing will happen. Now, you begin to have an idea of God's code for entering into the secret place because Old Testament started as a shadow but the substance is New Testament. So it will mean we have to go back into that. And we will look more at that on Sunday. But we'll touch on it briefly today. We have to look at what exactly happened in Exodus chapter 12. To have an understanding of the secret place that separates us from the destructions going around in the world. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. And that night, the Bible says, angel of death. Angel of death did not come from heaven. Angel of death did not come from God. We are going to look at that another day. What God did was that he just withdrew his protection and allowed the angel of destruction to have a field day. When rapture takes place and saints are taken to heaven, the same thing is going to happen. Three years of peace. And after that, three and a half years of peace, after those uh, uh, three years, then... Peace will be withdrawn. That means the almighty God, the force that is keeping 
the demonic, the demon spirits around the world from exerting their full hatred against humanity. There is a force resisting them from having, because human beings are no match for them. One demon can kill an entire nation. They are no match for them. Actually, when it comes to the highest level, we can spirits in heavenly places. I mean, they can wipe off an entire race in no time. When you see war and destruction, absolute hatred. What the devil tried to plant in Nigeria also, this tribe also, this tribe, listen to me very, very well. Wars have been averted in Nigeria because of those who are praying on their news. Next time you hear an, a, a stupid statement by people, that people pray, they pray, 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 Nigeria is always, nothing is happening. Now, God has kept our nation. What has caused war in other nations? We have experienced more than that here. Do you remember when MK was killed? Ordinary that in Sudan, they removed the vice president. His tribe people took weapons and they scattered your country. Now they've killed the leader of tribes here and nothing happened. Nigerians are not tolerant. It is just God working. So tell people when they start talking that trash again. Are you with me? Too many things have happened in this country that could have created... I mean, I remember the DMK would die. You thought there was going to be war. They just killed the guy like that. In the name of Kadek, everybody knew he was killed. But nothing happened. And things have happened like that, back and forth. And God in his mercy. Somebody lost election, they began to massacre coppers, and they somewhere along like they stopped. And these things, every two, three years, I know the devil hates Nigeria passionately. Because this thing, the more we, we pray, they go, they come back again. Something happens again. A, an attempt to create war. And then it goes down. And then it tries to rise again. Like Benway, recently. Over and over again. Are you with me? It's because people are regulating this in the place of prayer. Are you following me? I saw it clearly. When those soldiers entered Biafra land and started shooting at those youths, or whatever happened there, that could have turned to something else. But God has a way of just stopping this. Let that happen in some other countries. And they fight forever. Somalia. Different nations are going through different things right now. Calling UN to help them. But God has helped us. And we are more tribes than any other nation. Hope you know. But somehow, 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 somehow. So praying for your nation is never a waste of time. Please get that. It's never a waste of time. Because where there's no peace, there's nothing all of us can do. All these fantastic instrumentalists, if, there are, if there's no peace, you forget, you forget your talents. Who will come and play keyboard? <laughs> all of you go to, you went to office this morning because there was peace. That's why you went there. <laughs> there are places that for months people will stay in the house and children crying, starving, they have malaria. No, nobody can go out to buy. It's a terrible thing to imagine. Okonjewela said that she carried her younger brother in the time of Biafra war that time. She trekked with the brother on her back from one state to another to go and receive vaccine against malaria. The boy was dying. She had to carry the boy on her back. She walked hours upon hours and they could only give the boy only one shot when she got to where she was going to because there were many poor malaria who had to be treated war. But we bless God for the grace of God. The enemy is an expert in doing little things will happen and it will lead to serious things. A king made an altar in South Africa and the next, look at how many people died. You will know, these are the works of evil spirits. 
I remember if a Modakeke, they took it as far as husbands from me who married Modakeke, murdered their wives. And I will never forget my neighbor was a living witness. He came from UK, came to Nigeria. He did not know anything about Mokeleke and Ife. His parents were living after Ife. And he entered this car and he was driving. He came to Lagos, rented a car, and drove to the place. And he did not know. And you know what? There was first cases at that time. And he had about six cases of petrol in his car. And that was a bad signal that they would believe that you are going to supply. And he said they stopped him. He said he saw an American boy. <laughs> he saw what he had never seen in his life. There was 50 seater coaster bus that was going before him. They were going for party. Apparently, they too didn't know there was war. They stopped the car right before his side. They killed everybody in that 50 seater. And he said they were testing charms on people. They used one broomstick to cut a woman into two. And he was watching. And it was his turn. He died already in the car. And they brought him out. And he said, for some reasons, they opened the boot and they didn't see that he had petrol inside. Say, because that was what they said, those 50 people. Because those people, they, they were begging them. Say, you are going to give our enemy petrol to burn our houses, and they killed all of them. And he said, when it was, he, was, he said, he just knew that that was the end. He said, he didn't even pray, he just knew that. That was it, but for some reason. One of, someone, they just said, let's leave this one. That's like this one. Maybe they heard his answer that he said, this one, they just leave him. I said, oh, yeah, go, 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 go. He said, he, when they said go, he entered the back of his car. And he was driving the front seat and steering. One of them said, oh, idiot, calm down, calm down, enter your car. <laughs> he said how he moved, he didn't know. When he moved about one, I just saw more begin. Now, those ones were peacekeeping force. He didn't know. He said, when he saw them again, he came out and he died. <laughs> the next thing he saw, he just saw himself at the hospital. <laughs> for one week, he couldn't tell people what happened. He was dumb for one week. At the hospital, he just turned. Mm. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? I remember one copper that gave his life under that kind of condition also. He went to check when Sammy can do not. He told us stop traveling in the night. He said he was going to check his girlfriend in Lagos and he went in the night. And somebody was just saying it in the bus. They were almost getting to an area. He said that area, a thick forest left and right, that he said literally were there. And if any bus should stop there, they will kill everybody. And their bus stopped there. The driver begged everybody, cover the mouth of your children, nobody. They drew the car, said, make it look like it's happening in the afternoon, and everybody has left, you know? They wanted it to look like nobody inside the bus. So everybody kept quiet. He said, urinate on yourself. Nobody will call everybody. The escort was shivering. All, all of them were there. And he said, so the escort was looking. All of a sudden, he saw three men wearing red and stood. They were talking and looking at the bus. So the escort made a mistake. He announced to them that they are looking at everybody, people paralyzed in the bus. That guy was an unbeliever. He said that day he gave his life to Christ. He began to call upon the name of the Lord that he did not know in the bus. He said he vowed that, Lord, if this night passes us by, I will serve you. Because that salvation didn't last. When he came to Kaduna, he was a Christian for two months. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? <laughs> he told them that there will be destruction. So the angel was giving free hand to Rome. But those who were inside, what happened inside? Instruction number one, get a lamb spotless, without blemish. And God said, eat the lamb. I started on Sunday by telling you why Jesus had to go to hell. 
Because the command in Old Testament, when they slaughtered those animals and sprinkled their blood on the people, they burnt the body. So it must follow the same pattern. Are you with me? So fire must be part of it. But here is the interesting thing, which I want to read now. Let's read Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. Is somebody following me? You see, we have to be familiar with the doctrines of the New Testament that we can be established on them. The very, then verily, the first covenant also had ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. Verse 2. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wearing candlestick and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. Next one. After the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called holiest of all. Next verse. Which are the golden censer and the ark of covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein the gold pot had manna and Aaron's rod aborted, and the tables of the covenant. Next verse. And over the cherubim, cherubims of glory. What are they doing? Shadowing the masses. We'll come to this also. Remember. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under what? Can you see that word shadow again here? It's to show you something. Which we cannot now speak particularly. Verse 6. Now when these things were ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle and accomplished the service of God. Verse 7. But unto the second went the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself, and the errors of the people. You need to know this. So Paul started describing the tabernacle. And he said, in the tabernacle of Moses, which Moses copied from heaven, divided into three compartments. The general outer courts, anybody could get to that place. Then you have the inner courts, which only the priests will get to. Then there is holy, holy of holies. That is the innermost being, the third compartment. Only the high priest could enter that one, and it must be once in a year. And the Bible said, before entering, he must spread blood on himself. Otherwise, he will not make it. No error permitted in that place. Because God himself was dwelling there. And God is a spirit. God and flesh don't get along. Are you with me? So because of that, Moses made the law that the high priest going into this room once in a year, he will put a bell here. He will tie a rope around himself before entering. He will leave the end of the rope outside because if he should make a mistake, like Nadab and Abihu, sure death, and if he should die there, nobody can carry him out. You understand? Any other person that will enter, will follow. Because high priest alone must enter. And himself... He went out with sword behind his head. You know the meaning? No error permitted. So if, if they noticed that for some hours they were not hearing, the purpose of the bell, they will be hearing the sound, meaning that Papa is still alive. <laughs> you understand? Nobody could look inside. Nobody could get inside. So hearing the bell, okay, can, 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 okay, it's alive. As he's walking around, they're hearing the bell. If they didn't hear bell for 30 minutes and then 45 minutes, and then one hour. They will use that rope outside, the end of the rope, to pull him out. But nobody must enter. Now, Paul was explaining that here. And he said that even the high priest himself, even though once in a year, he must enter. Angels on the master seats must see blood on him so that they will pass him by. 
they will not look at his flaws again. They will look at the preciousness of that blood. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Now, let's read further and we'll close here. The Holy Ghost signifying that the way to the holiest of all was not yet manifest while the first tabernacle was standing. So, by the Spirit of Apostle Paul is saying that the meaning of what I've just said so far, God blocked the way in Old Testament. He allowed one of them to enter once in a year, but he blocked it. So Paul said that the whole idea is that God was saying that no entrance granted for now. But when Jesus died, Matthew 27 verse 51, let's see. When Jesus died, something happened. Hallelujah. I love to think about what really happened, and that's what we want to do in April. We must know because this is how to reign as champions. Boldness is different from bold face. Spiritual is by revelation. When you know what Christ has done for you, you become bold. Now, the Bible says, and behold, the veil of the temple. Now, go to verse 50. When Jesus gave up the ghost and he died, when Jesus had cried again with a loud voice, he yielded up the ghost. Jesus was so supernatural, even when the Holy Ghost left him on the cross, there was residue of the anointing that he wouldn't die except he sentenced himself to death. He gave up the ghost. He, he, he chose when to die. Because he has said before, I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. So when he wanted to die, he said, you know what? There is something about the death of the righteous. When Balaam wanted to curse Israel, he looked at their history. He saw Abraham. He said, may, I, may my end be like their own. He said, let me die the death of the righteous. There is a way the righteous man should die. All the patriarchs, they bless their children. They put their legs on their bed, and that was how all of them died. Bible said they gathered their legs. Somehow, none of them died on the road. They died on their bed. They sat on the bed after saying what they wanted to say, and after eating bush meat like Isaac, he put the leg on the bed, and he died. And all of them followed the same pattern. So Jesus gave up the ghosts. He said, Father, into your hand, oh, what a way to die. They saw didn't kill him. All those Pre-kings and all those big things. He just said, Father, into your end, I commit myself. And he bowed his head. Now, when he died, something happened. The Bible said, behold. Mm. Now, this is the main thing. <laughs> Between the holy and the holies of holy, or the holy of holies, there was a veil. So only the high priest could pass through the veil and once in a year. But when our Lord Jesus Christ died, <laughs> the Bible said, the veil of the temple was rent into two from top to bottom, and the earth did quake. We will explain this on Sunday. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. The centurion saw this and he said, truly, this is the Son of God. He was there when they were parting his garment, he didn't say anything, but when he saw that sign, you know what? The day Jesus died, all those hidden things behind the curtain, that only one man could enter once in a year, Jesus tore it to two, meaning that he has opened the library that all may go in. Every Christian can assess the holy. Now, what I'm trying to say, which we'll build out on, on Sunday, is that the secret place of the Most High is that place of holy of holies. That's all. Where the presence of God is. Where there are angels shadowing the mercy seat. That's what the Bible says, I shall dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. There is a place called shadow of the Almighty. Over there, the anointing is thick and powerful. But you know what? Jesus has opened the veil for us. Amen. Every Christian can go in. Amen. Hallelujah. We don't need that priest going in once. Well, Jesus entered once and for all. Jesus Christ 
was the sacrificial lamb of God. He played a dual role. He was also the high priest who carried the blood. In Old Testament, the priest will get a ram. The priest will kill the ram. Will take the blood of the ram and put it on the people. In New Testament, Jesus was a priest. <laughs> Jesus also was a ram. It's amazing. He laid down on the cross. He was a ram. When he resurrected and he wanted to go to heaven to present his blood, when he said, Mary, don't touch me, he became the high priest. The blood that he shed on the cross as a lamb, he carried the blood as the high priest. And he went to the mercy seat of heaven. And he pulled the blood of mercy seat. That day God said, I am no more angry with human beings. That's why I would say, having peace with God, therefore. When God looks at a Christian, there is nothing standing between you and God. Hear me very well. Not what you have done yesterday, not what you have done today, and not what you will do tonight. Nothing. Where is the place of growth of a Christian that walking away from? So we'll talk about that another day. But I'm saying that there is no condemnation. Jesus Christ has taken it all. Jesus, God cannot look at a Christian again and get angry. There might be things you are doing that is not pleasing unto you, unto him. He wants to stop them, yes. But you are now in Christ under the blood covenant. When he looks at you now, he remembers the sacrifice of Jesus and all debt has been paid. Because when Jesus paid, he did not pay in trinkles. He paid all. Past, present, and future. Everything is taken care of. Hallelujah. Sin is not an act. Sin is a spiritual thing. Sin is a state. Sin is real. Sin is not fornication. When Jesus became sin, he did not fornicate. He did not lie. Sin is spiritual. It's a spiritual thing that manifests physically. It is because it is inside people's blood. It manifests in different ways. In anger, in pollution, pornography, in this one. It's manifests in different ways. But original sin is not an act. It's a thing. That is a spiritual thing. So Jesus handled that. And he brought eternal life. We will talk about eternal life first and second service. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Never let your attention move away from the blood of Jesus. In the guy that wrote Angels on Assignment many years ago, when Gabriel was talking to him, what he called God's normal priority on, I said, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood, the blood of Jesus. As we take communion tonight, we are taking bread and wine. The same process. Jesus came into the womb of Mary by the word spoken by the Father and by the Spirit. By the Spirit. We are taking wine, which is the Spirit. We are taking bread, which is the Word. Anything in any system tonight that is against God's perfect law of health will bow tonight. Amen. Whatever they are saying, creating any kind of discomfort in you, Tonight, as you take communion, when that bread touches your mouth and the wine, the body and the blood of Jesus, the life of the flesh is in the blood. The same life of Jesus Christ will come inside you and quicken your mortal body. Wisdom is available tonight at the table. In the name of Jesus, after tonight's communion, soul will be sharper than ever before because wisdom will be working in you. Glory to God. Shall we rise as we begin to serve the communion? Begin to pray right now, everybody. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I don't mean silent prayer. Lift up your hands. Worship God. That's how to respond to a message. The way has been opened. I am now accepted in the beloved. Nothing against me. Nothing. 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 Oh, 
somebody has told that you did something as an unbeliever, that's why it's affecting you now, not in Christianity. Hallelujah. It's not possible. Can you begin to rejoice and thank Jesus? Not even what your father has done. Not even what your mother has done. Not even any what, no matter what. What Jesus has done supersedes it all. Oh, glory to God. Have you made wrong decisions in the past? Begin to rejoice right now. We are putting it under the blood. The blood takes care of it completely. My mistakes in the past will not count against me. It cannot. It cannot. I put it on the blood. I put it on Jesus. And I put his blood on myself. It can affect me. I will have an opportunity right now. Just worship him. Pray. Give him praise. Please make this declaration loud and clear as you are speaking. Say it with your mouth. Say it with your mouth. I am under the blood covenant. Say it loud and clear. Rejoice. Say it. The blood speaks for me. Oh, blessed be your name. Listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde, we believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.